Are you excited this morning? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you enjoy last week's teachings? Probably just me. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we talked about... I am a church member, so we will continue with... I am a church member this morning. We were talking about... Or who can remember this morning what we talked about last week? Amen, Pastor. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are listening. Amen. I will be a unifying church member. Praise God. You know, God desires for Christians to get along. And you can simply get along by being unified. Praise God. I'm not going to talk about that this morning. We, can, we will begin, um, not begin, but we will continue on our session on uh, I am a church member. But this morning we will talk about I will treasure church membership as a gift. I will treasure church membership as a gift. Now, during the Spanish-American War, Clara Barton was overseeing the work of the Red Cross in Cuba. One day, Colonel Theodore Roosevelt came to her. He wanted to buy food for his sick and wounded Rough Riders. But she refused to sell him any. Roosevelt was perplexed. His men needed the help, and he was prepared to pay out of his own funds. When he asked someone why he could not buy the supplies, he was told, Colonel, just ask for it. A smile broke over Roosevelt's face. Now he understood the provisions were not for sale. All he had to do was simply ask they would be given freely. Now for us today, for all of us who are in Christ, we too have received a gift. The free gift of salvation, this free gift was costly. It cost Jesus his very life. Yet, it did not cost us anything. Here's the question this morning. Why is, the gift, why is the free gift of salvation such a precious gift? What did you do to receive this gift? Now in this lesson this morning, we will see the scriptures emphasizes that church members membership is also a precious gift that should be treasured. When we treasure this gift, it will greatly affect the way we live, serve, give, and pray for our local church. Rainer noted the two very different perspectives of church membership. First one was, first option, in the first option we approach church membership simply, similar to country club membership noted in chapter one. 
We are joining church to see what we can get out of it. The pastor is to feed us through his sermons. We have specified an acceptable range for the length of the sermon. The music is to fit my lifestyle, our lifestyle exactly. Any deviations are not acceptable. The programs and ministries are for our benefits. We will determine what we like and don't like. We are members who expect perks, privileges, and services. Or service. Option two. But there is a second option to church membership. It's the biblical option that sees membership as a gift. Something to be treasured. Membership means we have the opportunity to serve and give rather than the logistic option to do so. Our entire attitude is different when we approach membership the biblical way. Amen? Here's another, another question. What is the greatest gift outside of salvation? What you have received, why do you consider it such a great gift? Church membership is a gift. Scripture clearly cleared that salvation, the prerequisite for church membership, is a gift. Numerous verses gives evidence of this true truth, and we are going to take some time to consider several of these verses. In book of Romans chapter 3, verse 21 to 26, Romans Chapter 3, verse 21 to 26. If you're there, you say amen. If you, if you don't, say wait. Romans chapter 3, verse 21 to 26. Verse 21 reads, But now the righteous of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by this grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness and righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and justifier of the one who had faith in Jesus. You go to another uh, scripture this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, and it reads, For our sake he made him to be seen, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
Amen. The other scripture this morning, Acts chapter 3 and verse 18 to 21. Acts chapter 3, verse 18 to 21. And it reads, But God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the, the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom Eben must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the, by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Praise God. Another scripture for us this morning, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 to 9. Book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 9. And it reads there, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the cause of this world, following the prince of the power of the hair, which is the devil, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in the kindness towards us in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. For by grace you were saved, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How good was that? That we were, when we were sinners, but that Christ died for us. And he did it. Praise God for all of us. Even though we were dead in our sins, we were made alive in Jesus Christ. He paid our sin debt and made it possible for us to have a right relationship with God. This is a priceless gift. It is important for us to recognize that our salvation means that we are part of the body of Christ. The free gift of salvation affords us another gift, being part of the body of Christ. And Rainer explained, do you see what's taking place? You received a gift, a free gift of eternal salvation. That gift includes internal salvation. It includes forgiveness of sins by Christ's death, death on the cross. It includes adoption by God the Father. It includes the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. 
And it includes becoming part of the body of Christ. That's right. Membership in the body of Christ, the church, is a gift from God. It's not a logistic obligation. It's not country club perks. It's not a license for entitlement. It's a gift. A gift from God. A gift that we should treasure with great joy and anticipation. Praise God. Here's the question for us this morning. How does the gift of salvation relate to the gift of church membership? And why is it important to recognize this connection? Universal church versus the local church. Throughout the New Testament, the term church is used in two ways. One way the term is used to, used is to describe the universal church. And that is all believers, everywhere, for all ages. <clears throat> Consider these passages that talk about the universal church. Now, in book of Ephesians chapter 2, and verse 11 to 22, book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11 to 22, and it reads, Therefore remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision, by what is called the circumcision, is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you are at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of, blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh and dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place for the two. No make, so making peace, correction, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Now in verse 17, and he came and preached peace to who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the, the cornerstone in whom the old structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are, built, are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. 
Now in book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22 to 33, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 to 33, it reads, Wives, submit your own husband. Submit to your own husband as the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and is himself its saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for our, for, up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the, the, the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it is prefers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Praise God. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. Another way the term is used to describe the local church. This is a specific group. Local church is a specific group of gathered, gathered believers in a specific place at a specific time. Now consider these passages that talk about the local church. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1 to 2. Galatians chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. And Paul, an apostle, not from men, not through men, but through Jesus Christ, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And it reads, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother, so, so stand. To, to the church of God, that in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those in every place, call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Notice the reference to the universal church in verse 2. All those who in every place called upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in every place they called upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's another question. Explain how Christians are in both the universal church and in the local church. Now, it is important to rec recognize that the New Testament knows not a person who is in the universal church and not a local church. Local church membership is vital to the growth of believers. It is the place where they are able to serve and use their gifts as well as the place they are held accountable. Some believers are tempted to say that their inclusion in the universal church is sufficient, but this is problematic. Rainer stressed this when he wrote, it's a lame and invalid excuse to say you will limit your involvement to the universal church. The Bible is clear that we are to be connected to a specific church in a specific context. And here's another question. Why is it so important to be a member of a local church? Why do you think some people do, do not see this as important? Now, understanding and cherishing the gift of the church membership how do you usually respond when you receive a gift that you absolutely love? You likely respond with sincere gratitude to the giver. And Rainer wrote that church membership is a gift. A gift must be treasured. It should be taken for, for granted or considered. It, it should not be Correction, it should not be taken for granted or, con or considered lightly because it is a gift. We must also be thankful for it. And when we are thankful for something, we have less time and energy to be negative. Amen? When we receive a gift with true appreciation, we naturally want it to respond to the giver. That's what we do. Amen? I do. Praise God. We therefore see service to God as a natural overflow of joy of our salvation and consequent joy of our church membership. We consider it privilege, a privilege to serve the king. So we look for those opportunities at the church where we serve. Praise God. Amen. Here's another question. How should we respond to God knowing how precious the gift of salvation is that we have received? Praise God.
When we receive the gift of salvation, the church membership with a grateful heart, we will naturally desire to serve within the body of Christ. We will recognize that our local church is composed of people just like us. Sinners who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, they were once enemies of God, but have now become his sons and daughters. When we have this mindset, we will seek to love, serve, and pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Here's another question this morning. Read the entire story of Jesus rebuking his disciples in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28. Read the entire story, praise God. How could that story relate to church membership? So you can read that in Matthew 20. Chapter 20 and verse 28. Raina closes its chapter with a praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So I read the entire scripture in Matthew 20, 28. Chapter 20 and verse 28. And see how could that story relate to the church membership. Praise God. Hallelujah. You might rise this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here's another question that you could ask yourself today. Look at each part of the entire membership covenant you have reviewed to this point as you look at the entire covenant. What areas will your greatest will be your greatest challenge? In what areas can you make immediate changes? Praise God. You have been called. To do God's will. Praise God. You are here not by accident this morning. How can you make. Your challenge. This morning. And where can you make. Your immediate changes. Praise God. We can't be the same. Forever. Praise God. We have been called to do something. In Christ Jesus. Praise God. Everyone, each and every one of us here this morning, we have been called. What are the challenges that you will mark or the immediate changes this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just talk to the Lord this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this day. Help us, Lord, hallelujah, to understand, Lord, the, the church membership this morning. Hallelujah. When I received the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, Lord, I became part of the body of Christ. I soon there, 
have to identify with the local body and was baptized. And now I am humbled and honored to serve and to love others in our church. I pray that I will never take my membership for granted, but see it as a gift and an opportunity to serve others and to be part of something so much greater than any one person or member. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just clap on unto the Lord. Let's just praise him.